Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Brother Cruz speaking, your host for Everyday Apostolics, where the individual shares their story for God's glory. First of all, I just want to welcome you to Season 3. Season 3, Episode 1. Uh, it's an honor privilege to once again bring forth a new season, uh, new guests, and, and also as well a new logo. So before proceeding on, I just want to take this time as well to say thank you to Brother Daniel, Daniel Olivier of... Uh, the church down in Faith Point in Shell Harbor. Uh, thank you so much, brother, for, for making that logo for the Everyday Apostolics uh, um, podcast page. But also on top of that as well, I just want to take this time as well to greet all our listeners, whether it be here in Australia or literally around the world. But in saying that as well, I just want to take this time as well to thank the Lord because, you know, coming to season three, I never knew I'd come this far in regards to this podcast, but I'm just thankful that we'll see how far it goes. And we'll see, you know, which people will be willing once again to share their story, to share their testimony, to share their journey. And in a way, encourage um, listeners that may be listening in a way showing that, you know, they may have been down the same road as you have been going or the same journey that you may have been, you know, uh, going in. But, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing when, you know, when an individual shares their story for God's glory. Um, also, once again, I just want to take this time as well. You know, during the time from since our last episode. Um, you know, um, just been thankful to celebrate my 32nd birthday in the month of April. Uh, ministers and leaders retreat in the long, uh, long June weekend. I've uh, been refreshed and rejuvenated from, from the elders sharing their, you know, sharing points and sharing key, um, you know, key things, especially when it comes to leadership and ministry. And it's an honor and privilege to be a part of that. And also on top of that as well, uh, just an acknowledgement to uh, Reverend Greg Hackathon. Uh, shout out to you, brother. Um, you know, hoping to start your new podcast very soon, and looking forward to hearing the first episode. But without further ado, once it's you know, of course, being season three and episode one, I want to welcome our guest for today. I've known him first time I met this individual was in January, uh, where we were having uh, prayer meetings in the in the Murrur uh, in uh, Richmond out west, and you know, heard about him, but you know, I was uh, finally able to meet him. Uh, in January, and he's a he's a very wonderful man. He's a very wonderful, uh, wonderful brother. He's a you know down to down to earth, and uh, you know he's just he's a he's a very humble guy. But I'm I'm thankful that he's availed himself tonight, and also to kick off season three and episode one. So without further ado, I'm going to let him you know give him this time to share his story. So welcome me tonight, ladies and gentlemen, brother Jacob Brahui. Brother, welcome. Amen, amen. Thank you very much for having me, brother. <laughs> awesome, Thank bro. You. Awesome, awesome. I know before we started, uh, you know, both of us had a busy day. You were busy with your work and I was busy with my work. But, you know, thank the Lord that we're here tonight to, amen. you know, um, commence this podcast, especially for season three. Right. So, in saying that, of course, I mentioned your name, Brother Jacob. Uh, bro, what, where do you, which church do you attend? I'm from the Pentecostals of Sydney. Pentecostals of Pentecostals Sydney. Sydney yeah. Awesome. I've been, I've been there just over a year now. Yep, yep. Um, I, I came to Sydney in February last year. Yep. I, I had been visiting uh, often, but full-time moved to Sydney in February last year, 2020. So I've been there just, just coming up a year and a half and been loving it. It's awesome. Great family to be a part of. Amen. Shout out to Pastor Stanley Harvey. I know Pastor Stan, if you're hearing this, you're probably hearing the many shout-outs throughout the seasons because most of the guests have been getting up from the Pentecost of Sydney. But you know, it's wonderful to have another brother on. But also as well, um, Brother Jacob, um, you originally came from Darwin as well, if I'm correct? Yes. 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 That's so I was in Darwin previously for around five years. Yep. And 
though I'd been visiting churches and beginning a curiosity around the things of God, it was it was during my time in Darwin that I was actually saved and, and really got to know the Lord for myself and so yeah, five years five years in Darwin. Yep. Um that was that was an a really exciting time and amazing time of my life actually. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I I really love the people up there, love the city, miss the place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love the church. Amen. Yeah, awesome people. Shout out to Pastor Bill, Pastor Bill Namakandre and uh, uh First Lady Starietta. Shout out over there all the way in Darwin. You know, one of the hottest places up there. And <laughs> feels like an oven up there, but praise God that there's an apostolic church up there. That's right. And it's a wonderful work club, what is occurring up there, <laughs> up north in wonderful Darwin. But in saying that as well, brother, thank you so much for sharing that. But in um, let's move on, you know, your journey. Mm. How did it all start for you, brother? Where, where did, you know, your journey start? Where did your sort of your Damascus Road experience start for you, bro? And I'll give you this opportunity, bro. Well... For me, I, I grew up in New Zealand. Yep. I was um, in the top end, uh, top of New Zealand, a place called Whangarei. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up there, and, and my family, we went to church while we were, when we were children. Um, and I, though I didn't really know the Lord, I was more just attending out of that's what we had to do. Yep. Um, I believe during that time there were some things that, that happened, and God instilled in me that sort of, uh, stayed with me for the rest of my years, and so we stopped going to church around the when I was around ten, I, I think. Um, but from there, I just always knew there was a God out there, and, mm-hmm. and um, but I never really bothered to acknowledge it or other than a prayer before bed. But uh, eighteen years old, I moved to Australia. I was just seeking work and money and worldly pleasures, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, so I moved to Western Australia and I was working away, um, scaffolding, I was mining for about 12 years total, but um, yeah, and I, to be completely honest with you, bro, from a worldly point of view, I, I had made it to the, to the top. I, I had pretty much everything that I was hoping for when I left New Zealand. Yep. Uh, the crazy lifestyle, the the abundance, the the everything you can imagine. Um, I think I pretty well ticked off the whole book of Leviticus by the time I was about twenty five. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we. Uh, I had a best friend, Lenny. We grew up together in New Zealand, and yep. and he was living in Brisbane, and and I was living in Perth at the time, and. And uh, he just happened to have an encounter with a Christian guy one day who shared the gospel to him. And so he would ring me over the phone and we'd just sort of back and forth about what we knew about the Bible and things like that. And it just sort of led one thing to another where um, he he told me, bro, I'm going all in, this God's real. And I, I said, good on you, man, you know, go do it. Um, and he was saying, well, why don't you do it too? And I thought, hey, come on, you... Just because you're on a new thing, don't don't have to pull me in with you. All right. But the more we talked over the phone, the more it was sort of building in me. And I thought, you know what? Even though I seemed to have everything in life, yep. it was around a time where I was waking up every day just feeling empty for some reason mm. and something was missing, you know? Okay. And so my friend's uh, Bible studies on the phone started started hitting home. And so I decided to go to church one day. 
Uh, so I knew there was one just up the road. And I went along and and I just, I felt something there that day, just like I was in the right place. And that's what I wanted to do. So I went home that day and I, I, uh, I left my girlfriend and I threw a bunch of stuff in the bin. Mm. Um, and I thought, this is it, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Um, so I did, I, 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 that was the day I made a decision that I wanted to become a Christian. Yep. Um, so I was attending this church for a few months and, and I just remember one day being on my living room floor just praying and I was saying, God, I've given up a lot. Mm. Um, so I'm not gonna give it up for some half pie walk. I want the real thing. Ah, okay. uh, I want all of it. All right. um, the things I'm reading. And, yep, yep. And I think God heard that prayer um, and answered that prayer, I should say. Of course he heard it. Um, but I, I was getting these job offers for Darwin. I had two job offers and I'd never ever wanted to go there. I heard it was horrible. <laughs> the heat. Um, yes, yes. So I turned them down. Then by the third job offer, I, I thought, this is something funny is going on here. This could be a God thing. So I thought, you know what, I'll take the job and and if it's not of God, I'll quit and just come back home. That's fine. Mm. So so I went to Darwin. And that week, my, my friend Lenny from Brisbane actually arrived in Darwin as well. And uh-huh. we started the same job together. <laughs> um, so we, we sort of looked at each other and thought, something's up here. Uh, so we bought a little car so that we could go to church. And it was quite funny because prior to this, the last time I saw Lenny, we were uh, partying in Amsterdam. Okay. And uh, now here we were in Brisbane, yep. uh, driving around looking for church, oh, in Darwin, sorry, driving around looking for churches. Mm. Um, and so one week there, we went to one church and we didn't really enjoy it. Didn't feel like it was for us. And so the following week, we thought we needed to go somewhere different. Well, we just didn't know where to go. Um, so we pulled over on the side of the road and that was the first time me and my brother uh, said, our, said a prayer together. Mm. And we just said, Lord, why are we here? And what are we doing here? We need a church. Mm. Um, and where shall we go? And just right there on the side of the road, he got a text on his phone that said, hey mate, not sure if you're looking for a church or not. But I thought I'd let you know there's one here. It's called the Northern Light Pentecostal Church. This is the address and here's the pastor's phone number. Wow. <laughs> uh, to this day, brothers, we still don't actually know who sent that message. But um, So we pulled out on the road and thought, there's our answer. Yep. And we drove straight to the church. And, and I just remember went walking up and, and the second I opened that door was the first time in my life I'd really felt the presence of God. And, mm. and it just stopped me and I... I had to say to him, I said, this is our church, man. He goes, I oh, know, I can feel it. And um, and that was that was it, really. That that same week, we both got baptised in Jesus' name and and filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's just been the most amazing, amazing time ever since. And um, to be completely honest with you, bro, there hasn't been a single day I've woke up and thought, this isn't for me or, or I want to go back. It's just been, uh, I just love the Lord, yeah. Hey man, brother, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome, Jacob. <laughs> it's wonderful to see that. Just uh, you know, when you were just sharing your story, or just thinking, you know, you came to church. You know, you went to church as a young fellow just for the sake of it, because you know you came with your parents, and that's what I noticed with young, most young people. You know, they just go because their parents are going. You know, they just go to church. But then you, you said, but well, what you know, what really um, 
touch me in a way that you knew there was a God. Yeah. You know, you still had that sort of an experience of being in a church setting. Yeah. But then later on down in your life, of course, you went through the pleasure, you know, the worldly pleasures, going out, drinking, clubbing. But then somehow, some, somewhere, somehow, some manner, you know, God was still by your side in a way. Yeah. Because you came to that moment where, you know, you were now in Darwin. You know, you had, you know, mining jobs and you had your tickets and all in regards to your qualifications. But they now ended on Darwin, you know, through your friend, you know, and meeting your friend Lenny. And then, you know, that experience of going into the house of God in, in Darwin, you know, out of all places, a very hot place. But in experiencing that, you know, you, you know, you found the church that it's, it's a real deal. It's like in, in, Aussie, in Aussie terms, it's, you know, it's fair income. Yeah. So going there, you know, going there, Jacob, as well, you know, of course, you know, you, you, you know, baptized in Jesus' name, you know, filled with the Holy Ghost. Um, what are the things, you know? That's you know, that's where your journey started. Mm. But what things have you enjoyed from then till now, or what are what things have you know sprung that you can think of or or you know can remember? I um, in your journey of Christ from the time you gave your life to the Lord on that on that you know mm. particular day till now. What things do you enjoy about you know church, or what what are the testimonies you can share that have shown you know the goodness of God in your life? Yeah, for sure. I think for me, the 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 biggest thing for me has been. Um, just being in complete awe of God. Mm. I remember when I, that day when I visited that church in Perth, although I knew there was a God, it was that day where I, I was instantly sort of starstruck. I went, oh my goodness, there is, there's a God? And it all just sort of hit me at once, and, and then all of a sudden you start looking at everything differently. Mm. You don't just look at the night sky anymore and just see stars. You see somebody's creation. And, nah, and nice, nice, so nice. I was just stuck in this uh, awestruck, awestruck sort of a um, way. And I just, and to be honest with you, I've, for myself, I've always tried to keep that. Hmm. And I've always tried to look for ways to fall in love with the Lord daily. Yeah. And um, look, to be honest, it's it hasn't always been achievable. Mm-hmm. I haven't always felt like I've hit the mark with yep, it. Yep. But that's where I'm so thankful because I know that he hits the mark every time. Amen. amen <laughs> every amen. day I wake up, he's there loving me and yep. finding new ways to love me. And yep. and um, and so that's that's just the joy that we have in him. Mm. But I. I was really fortunate that when I got saved, I was born into a, a church of, of prayer. Mm. The pastors there, as you know, brother, are, are very prayerful. And, yes, and yes. Very powerful in the spiritual realm. And um, I was, yeah, I was very fortunate to, to be born into that where I could uh, learn and, and grow an appreciation for prayer and understand its value from, from a very early point and to even now. Um, prayer for me is is the number one uh, tool that I have for yeah. for my growth, for my day, for everything that I have, and for any anything that we might encounter or want to mm. do. Yeah. Um, prayer, uh, it, there's a huge value in my life for prayer. Yeah. Um, but also, not only were they very prayerful, they were very supportive. And looking back now, I'm, I could see hundreds of opportunities for them to tell me off, uh, maybe pull me back a bit, yep. um, tell me to calm down or settle down because we did, we came in really sort of 
we're gonna do it all. We're gonna <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. You're pumped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, we were ready. We were already um, thought we were, you know, we could take on the world and yeah, yeah, and everything. And um, but they were really supportive. And I heard a great an analogy of of a pastor, which is that um, they are like the riverbanks along the river. That yes. the, as the water's running, they'll just continue to guide us. And, yeah. And that's what I really felt. And so. Uh, my pastors in Darwin really knew sort of where to direct that energy mm. that we had and it really helped us so we were starting a bunch of different outreaches mm. um, our youth group was really quite a happening place yeah shout out to the um, youth group in Darwin Billy yeah uh, Ezra um, all those uh, members there I hope I was going well in that good old Darwin yeah man I'm telling you they're a special bunch of young people like yep. there's um the other, yeah, we, we had some awesome times. One that springs to mind now is we, we were doing a, um, we were doing a homeless feeding ministry yep. uh, once a week and we, we would go along and our pastor's wife would cook us all this food and we would just pick it up and take it out, meet people, pray for people. And, and we, we saw a need to have a girl on our team mm. um, because, you know, we can't just be out there meeting all the young girls uh, and trying to minister to them yeah um, just exercise a bit of wisdom so we we invited one of our one of the girls in the youth there grace to come along with us and she was really keen yeah and the very first night we got out there um you could just see how effective she was in ministering to the young girls on the mm. street and and the very first group we met I, we looked over and grace was sitting there and this girl was crying into her shoulder and they were just praying and talking about the Lord and we were like, that's, you know, what we needed yeah. out here. Um, and that grew because a lot of the um, indigenous um, people up there didn't really want to come and attend church um, in the building. So they asked, are we able to have church outside? So mm. I just remembered one time there where me and Billy and Grace and... The youth there, we, we ended up out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's amazing you bring that, Jack, because is, is it like, um, because, you know, a lot of indigenous um, people around in Darwin, because they come from the outback, and yeah. Darwin is like the, it's like Sydney to them. Yeah. It's like, the, you, know, the, uh, you know, the big city over there. And um, is it in a way, because is it in a way that a lot of them, they just, they just like, like they treat it like their home. They just lay out, you know, lay out on the streets or, yeah, you know, that's somewhere, some manner? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, a big reason some of them I won't say all but a lot of them uh, come into town is to do with alcohol yeah um, you're not allowed alcohol out in the communities mm. and so oftentimes that's the case sometimes like they just have connections to the city as well um, but they're they're honestly such beautiful people and and through those times getting to know them was was incredible and mm. I, I made some really good friends actually yeah um, so that crew we were with that day, um, yeah, we were out and we were out having church just in the middle of the bush, yeah. Um, and it was really cool to see the youth. Just we went over. Our pastor sent us out, prayed over us, and sent us out. And we went out there and um, just preached what we knew, and it was just a real, uh, <coughs> really awesome experience. And yeah. you could just feel couldn't help but feel proud of all the young people in our youth and just mm. seeing them exercise their faith and, and just do something. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. And 
yeah and made a good connection with that group of people and so we ended up visiting them on a on a weekly basis and uh got some funny stories from that group but yeah. oh, oh goes right yeah. no, it's, it's, it's wonderful how we explain because the way he started was showing that pastor bill and pastor bill and started yet they were they were you know supporting yeah and by that being that supportive in a way um in a way like give a confidence and you know confidence and encouragement for the young people to do their part mm. especially in darwin and by explaining it from that sort of support it led to use guys you know going out you know we started to cook in the food yeah. and by cooking the food use guys down your part by giving it out and then by you being sensitive you know they say hey there needs to be a female so yeah. come here comes sister grace and then by doing that part you saw things come you know come together like a jigsaw puzzle yeah and i think too a lot of it is because it's kind of the heart of the leaders there so what they uh, how they are rubs off onto us mm. because if you're around your pastor that's always talking about I want to do this and I want to go do a bit more and I feel led to do this it gives you that motivation to sort of think man I, I, I want to do that too and and um, so I think because they were already feeling that way that they wanted to do these certain things yeah it, that was as well that's drove them to encourage us like you guys go as well and sometimes we'd see them out there <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it was it was really it was really good good times, and we saw we saw a, quite a lot of miracles out on the streets there. Um, I did I have seen quite a few miracles inside the church there, um, but a lot of the cool testimonies I have were from out on the streets there in Darwin, and um, yeah, I, I felt so blessed to. To witness some things there it was incredible yeah amen brother saw amen, some, amen, saw some healings yep. and uh the, the real word of knowledge you know just yeah. one simple word to somebody under the unction it's, it's amazing Brent, because i remember you shared this before our thursday night prayer mm-hmm. meeting uh where you were i think you were, was i think feeling the homeless or so yeah and there was one particular person that didn't want to be you know didn't want to be touched or didn't want yep. to be talked to yep. you know you put the food there and then you know you just went your way yeah. and then you, you prayed and the next thing this person didn't want to be touched or talked to yeah. starts screaming out at these guys yeah. saying um why how did you know my name what did you do yeah if you could explain that bro well he yeah we met a group of people um that night and we were sort of just sharing with them talking with them eating with them mm. and there was one gentleman off by himself and there was just something about him where i asked all is he alright? What's his name? And yeah. nobody would tell me his name. And, and that made something in me think, well, now I want to know what his name is. That's human nature for you, right? Yeah, and you're not allowed course. something you want to Why can't I? Yeah. Uh, so I kept sort of prodding. So what's his name? And they kept telling me, just leave it alone. We don't actually speak his name anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I went over to try and meet with him. And yeah, just as you said, he didn't want to talk. Didn't want me near him. He knew we were from the church because he could overhear us, but um, told me how much he he just did not like God and did not like the church and just wanted me away. And I asked him, what's your name, man? I want to pray for you. And he said, oh, you can't know my name. So I just left him. I said, no worries, brother. There's some food here. Look after yourself. And we went and we, we finished up praying with the big group. And even then I was still asking, oh, you know, I didn't get a chance to really talk with him much. What's his name? And they still said, we can't mention his name. And and as we were leaving, 
yeah, he came running towards us shouting and he said, what did you just say? And he was pointing at me and I was, mate, I didn't say anything. He said, I heard you, you just said my name. I said, I didn't say your name, you didn't tell me your name. Yeah. And he said, what's my name? And I remember I, th- I just pulled something out. I said something like, John. And he goes, no, that's not, okay. And then he looked at brother Lenny and he said, you, you must have said my name. What's, <coughs> what's my name? Yeah. And Lenny said, I don't know your name, man. <clears throat> but he, by this time he was getting really fired up and sort of in Lenny's face. And Lenny said, I don't know your name. And he said, what's my name? And you could almost see it in that moment, just the Lord do something, quicken something in Lenny. You could almost physically see it. And you just saw this boldness sort of swell up in him. And he just, Lenny said to him, your name's Demetrius. And the guy just instantly almost turned white and dropped to his knees. And Lenny said to him, and the Lord wants you to know that he's never forgotten you. He still sees you and he still loves you. Amen. And and this gentleman who we now know as Demetrius was just breaking down on the ground. And he said, nobody knows my name. And he said, then he said, someone please hug me. Someone please hold me. Someone please pray for me. I do love the Lord. He said, I've been angry at the Lord because he, my brother passed away and I've just blamed the Lord, but I don't hate him. I'm sorry. Please tell him I'm sorry for the things I said just before. I, I, I don't hate him. I love him. Please somebody pray for me and hug me. And, and it was just the most incredible um, thing to see because one word, man, one word. Yeah. You know, some, sometimes we get, we can think of some sermons that really touched us. Yes. And then just that one word was enough for him to know that it was from God and that God was seeing him. So it was, yeah, it was incredible. incredible. Amen. Amen, brother Jacob. Amen, brother. No, that's wonderful. I'm glad you shared it because, you know, for you being here on this show, I really want, that was one of the main things I wanted to share, you know, especially with that experience. And it's wonderful to see that, that they know that for a person that was, you know, very, you know, like, you know, he doesn't want to mm. you know, know his name. You know, don't want to know, yeah. can't say his name. It's like, bro, is his name like something yeah. sacred or something? Well, as it turns out, uh, something within the indigenous culture is that if you've been named after, after somebody, when that person passes on, you're no longer actually allowed to use your, that name. Ah. So when his namesake had passed away, which happened when he was a young boy, as it turns out, um, from that young, he he was never able to actually use that name again. Mm. Um, So it had been quite a few years. And so that's why the original group of people were saying, we can't say his name. We don't use his name. Mm. Um, But they hadn't explained it to us um, until after we finally got to realize so that that was had was a name passed down to him i see years earlier so, so it was quite sacred so that's that's in the aboriginal culture the indigenous system. yeah wow that's something else bro yeah but in saying that as well man like you know of course you make the move to sydney yes um how hard was it for you jacob from you you know building that bondship and friendship mm-hmm. past the bill started at the, the youth there um and then you had to move down to sydney yeah it, it was very hard because um, majority of my family's in New Zealand. Mm. And so when I became a part of the church there in Darwin, it was, it was almost like the first time where I had a family. Again, I'd been here for nine years yeah. um, without sort of just on my own. And I just grew this, 
this bond with the church there that was just really special and even now I consider them all my family um, so when I when it was when I left um, what actually happened was I was visiting Sydney on a week off yeah um, when they closed the borders down due to COVID and so my boss rang to tell me that we can't fly you back because they've closed the borders and I said okay well I'll just hang out in Sydney for a while and as you know brother it was almost a year um, the borders were closed <laughs> yeah. so it sort of assisted a decision that was already in the making anyway okay um, but it was it was new it, and and quite hard but I'm I'm very thankful for for Pastor Harvey yeah um, from the day that I first came here he he really did make me feel a part of the family and welcomed mm. and he, he's an awesome guy oh yeah 100%. he's an awesome guy and yep. and sometimes I'll I wish I um, I could just you know get to spend more time with him because he could just pick his brain all day yeah. and one uh, talking about Pastor Harvey one thing I I, I nearly swerve the car He's very, he's very good. Like he's awesome when he, you know, when he shares the word of God, when he preaches the word of God. But one time he tried to impersonate um, a sparrow. I don't know if you heard on the podcast. I think I did. <laughs> he tried to, he tried to make the noise of a sparrow, and the way he was doing it, bro, I just cracked up. I just cracked <laughs> up laughing while I was driving. But no, but apart from that, you know, he's uh, he's come a long way. Like uh, you know, just as you say, you're caught in the oh, pick man. his brain, and yeah, and it's amazing as well. He was past, you know. You know, of course, when you know when he speaks, it's very eloquent. It's like yeah. he sounds like a very educated man. Yeah. But every time I his sermon, you know, he always says states that he was a drug dealer. Yeah. You know, he was high, always high. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing that God turned him, you know, the Lord turned him around. Now he's a, the senior pastor, you know, of a very vibrant church and grand grand church. You know, of course, in POS. And but, I, yeah, I think that's one of the main things that helps him. Um, to be to be such a good pastor is that he's he's a very real person. Yeah. Um, as as we can sometimes esteem such great speakers mm. to places, we put them often onto pedestals they don't even want to be on. Yeah. Um, but Pastor Harvey's found that awesome balance of being such a great leader, but letting you know that he is still just a real person and, 100%. and not just a pastor but a friend. Yeah. And and also his sister Robin. Um, she yeah she she's just even though I don't have as much to do with her as I do Pastor Stan, um, I've got a lot of respect for her just the way she is around the church and that she's just um, she doesn't really have to do anything and you just know she's she's the mother of the church and yeah so it's cool and and also just just the whole POS family in general yep. everybody's been really welcoming and. And since being in there, it's been awesome to join in with the youth. Yep. Um, and just be a part of the church. And mm. as you know, uh, my my darling fiance is there. Shout out to Sister Victoria Sister Curry. Victoria. Probably hear this sis. Well, congratulations, brother. Yes. Congrats, man. It's very a, much. it's one it's wonderful to that you brought that up, especially in this podcast, because <laughs> probably the next time you hear this podcast again later down the road, you won't be seen with your married man. Yeah, but <laughs> so I'll have to ask permission. <laughs> I'll have to ask if I can come on the next one then. <laughs> all good, all good, man. But no, congrats, man. Congrats you, uh, on that. Uh, you know, another chapter in your life. Yeah. You know, once again, going back. You know, in uh, uh, Fangare, New Zealand. 
you know, go in church just for the sake of it. Yeah. And then you went through that experience and then, you know, God turned you around by that simple text message that there's a church. Yeah. Because you, know, you wanted the real deal. Yeah. You know, you wanted, you know, you wanted the full package. Yeah. You know, sort of like when, you know, when you see those commercials when they try to sell electronics or get the lowest price guaranteed or something like that in some yeah. weird manner. And here you are now, you know, being, you know, happily engaged yeah. and, you know, another journey of your life. But, you know, it all comes down, I mean, sorry, not all, all comes down, but it just shows, you know, you know, how far you've come and it just shows that, you know, if God is before you, who can be against you, eh, bro? That's, that's true, man. And, and I think, too, God, God will move you and allow you to go through things and to places in order to groom you and grow you. And, yeah. and uh, if, if we're continually seeking after Him, um, then you know God will God will use our situations to, and I really just believe that that's what's happened with me is um, that during my time in Darwin was, you know, such a crucial part of my life and my walk with God, but God's also now brought me in, brought me to Sydney, mm. and and the things that He's been doing in my life here, the doors that have been opening, yeah. um, serving under Pastor Stan, and just gaining what I can off of him and um, and then as you mentioned with being engaged and that there's all these things that that happen in your life but that God will use to elevate you in one way or another towards him Amen, man. Um, Amen. so yeah it's like you know being being engaged it's the it's new and yeah. and, and foreign mm. but you can just see the way in which God uses that as well to to do a few things in me as well and um pot, teaching me patience <laughs> yes <yeah. laughs> and, and softness and Amen. things like that Amen. which which i may not have uh gained in my life mm. uh you know had i not met victoria and things like that so yeah the Lord, lord's good it's good you bring up the word patience because patience in the way but especially for us young people in this generation it's very hard to develop yeah. because everything's fast now fast food fast cars fast services yeah. um, that all this is fast but like I remember one of the preachers is saying you know, patience it's um, you know at the time it can be bitter bitter but when it's, mm. when it's when it's ripened its fruit can be so sweet yeah. because you're waiting on it can, yeah. but you mentioned patience um, Jacob especially in regards to your engagement relationship yeah. could that be a, a great encouragement to other young people that may be you know longing for a help meet in the future yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't necessarily mean patience, as in a, um, that I've always, you know, I've always got a, like to look at Victoria. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I'm being patient with her. Mm. But I guess it's the patience that I've noticed for myself is that we're 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 consumers, and mm. we're always. I've lived my life for myself. Yeah. For so long, mm. and so the patience I've been having to learn is how to consider somebody else perform my own thing my own self or maybe put some of my things on hold to allow her to um to have you know her way in some things and what she might want to do or have or things like that so patience i think overall is just um a reflection from for me anyway yeah, yeah. a reflection of learning how to let go of selfishness and things like that as well so no, that's good man it's good that's that's a good nugget yeah. you just dropped there it's good it's good especially when it comes to you know for young people when you enter into that life of you know being in a relationship you know you've got to drop yourself you know oh, so big time yeah man. and because if, if you keep on 
what I've noticed is if if I had have carried on sort of yep. with my own mentality mm-hmm. that I had before of, mm-hmm. of it was all about me and yep. what do I want to buy, mm. how much money do I want to make and what do I want to spend, things like that, man. Um, yeah, she wouldn't have hung around. <laughs> no, it's good, man. It's good you know? that, bro. Um, it's wonderful. Yeah. No, that's awesome, Jacob. But look, moving on, you know, moving on when it comes to church, uh, you know, recently you just came back from the Outback. Yes. So Central Australia. Yes. If you want to further expand on that, you know, it's, a, it's wonderful what... Um, for those that are listening, we have um, we have a, a messenger page, a missions mes- messenger page with us, bro, some of the brethren, and Jacob was just dropping some of these, uh, you know, pictures and you know testimonies of what's occurring out in the outback. Mm. But from like from my perspective, Jacob, in what you were doing, um, was awesome. But as well, they did show you that you know, as the scripture says, you know that the the harvest is ready, but the labor is a few. Yep. Oh, and it is for me. It's it hasn't been more evident than. In this last six months, yeah. um, with being able to travel around Australia a bit, yeah. and just I've visited so many small towns in New South Wales, um, and then over, as you said, communities in the Northern Territory. But you just see there's so much work to be done, man, and mm. the the need is just so huge. But it's um, yeah, and no, I I just feel I always feel. Like, I just want to do something for God. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I was praying a lot. Mm. I, I spoke to Pastor Stan and asked him, Pastor, you know, I would, um, what are your thoughts? So I was thinking about maybe one day being able to go and visit uh, the community <coughs> in Yulamu in the Northern Territory. And I got to know these people from there um, when they would visit Darwin yearly. Um and formed a bit of a friendship and so I mentioned to him that it'd be great if I could go and visit with them and and he gave me his blessing so I started praying I started praying about it Lord I really want to go and and you let me know when when I can go yeah um if I can go if <laughs> if it's right with you yep then can you let me know when I can go and and I really I prayed for about it for I'd say a good three months and then um and then one week, it just finally, I felt God released me for it and, mm. and sort of bless, give me his blessing to go. And so I booked flights and went there that week and just had the most amazing time um, catching up with them and meeting some new faces. And But as I said earlier, I, I really love those people, the, the indigenous people and... Mm. And I've got such a soft spot for them, and yeah. and these ones here were already brothers and sisters of mine. Mm. Um, but the thing that really, really um, struck me when I arrived was I didn't expect to arrive and find such big faith out there. Mm. Their faith out out in the community. It's a three and a half hour drive from Alice Springs and into the Red Centre, mm. and the faith out there was just. It really made me self-reflect and think, man, I like. I think I need to grow, get a bit more faith in me. Uh, but we had an awesome time. Yeah, God done some wonderful things there. One of the sisters was filled with the Holy Ghost. And, amen, amen. And the testimonies that just came out of there of some of the people that have been there before. Yeah, um, and especially also, Brother Henwood. Yeah, man, what a legacy he's left behind. That yeah. was, yeah, I'd lo- I would have loved to read a book of his or something. Yeah. 
Yes, because yeah. he's buried out there. Yeah, there's yeah. A, yeah there's, I think there's a tombstone. In, I think it might be in Nirupi. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yes, which yes. is just down the road a bit. But yeah. And Ben, yeah. man, and also uh, you were there with um, Brother Nakune as well. Nakune, yeah. Yep, shout out to Brother Nakune. He's, yeah. uh, he's the missionary. So from Fiji Island straight to Yindamu. Yep. Yep, Yindamu in Central Australia. And uh, no, it's because uh, I've seen the photos. So how about from, you know, being alongside Brother Nakune as well, seeing his work? Yeah. He, look, it, it would take us a cold person i won't say a special person i'll say a cold person yeah to to do that uh, ministry mm. um and i just being there and witnessing what's happening and spending time with them all it's clear to see that he's definitely being called there um he's being he's, he's really effective and you can just see see god's hand upon him out there and and he's just fit into the community so well and and that's the biggest thing isn't it brother you can't just go out anywhere and preach sermons and expect to get a following if we're not going to connect with the people or yes. love, love the people or that was that was that was it was like um so sister billette yeah uh, sister billette i remember back in 2010 so I this is before you came so we had a leadership summit i uh, not so not a summer leadership forum at our church in Parramatta in the pcyc and she mentioned how she started the work in, in darwin was by connecting with the community so she attended the church over there I turned it like um, you know, uh, those country club meetings yep. or whatever the case may be. And by that, she connected with the community. Yeah. And then in a way, she started sort of established the work. And that's when Brother Bill, Brother Bill started it, that went up. And I believe the first service they ever had was Sister Bullet, Brother Bill and Starietta. Mm. That service, the first service they ever held in yep. Darwin back in, uh, in 2008 or so. Yep. And just to see where the church is now, you know, church in Palmerston, and yeah. that is the out, you know, the church in the Lollumboy, the connections in the Northern Territory, that God is doing the mighty work in the Northern Territory region because prior to 2008 or even 2007, there was no UPC church in Darwin. It's just amazing to see how far it's come. Yeah. But um, back to but so back to you, brother, yeah. um, just by you mentioned about connecting with the community. Um, what else by you connecting with the community? Uh, what are the positives you saw out of that Bakunet? You know, we you know, brother Nakune, sorry, we've connected with the community. You saw like more people wanted to know more about the about the Bible, about the Lord. Yeah, and and especially for him establishing himself out there as as a, a leader. Yeah, because as you've heard preached many times, people don't want to know what you know until they know how much you, you care. care. Yeah, uh, or how much you know until they know how much yeah. you care, and that's that's what you see there is. Yeah. Once they've seen from him how much they care for them and actually care for their community mm. uh, and, and the neighbouring communities, yep. um, it makes them hold him as a leader within mm. that community. It's another, sorry, uh, sorry, James, another thing as well, just in about you know, not how much you know, but how much you care. It's also like the biggest sermon you can preach is not, you know, is not by your lips, but it's by your actions. Yep. That's right. So, you know, it's wonderful how you bring that out and just by adding that on top, yeah. you know, hopefully to pe preachers or to those that may be listening, it's about how you connect and your actions because yeah. it's one thing, it's one thing if you're pre preaching the word of God, but your actions don't match it. Yeah. It's like, um, something's not right here, you know? Like I was, I was invited to speak there in, in the church service. Yep. And the night before we were having, having fellowship and they cooked me a, a special meal. Special, okay. Special, this. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so it wasn't as as special as they were trying to make it. Yep. Uh, thank the Lord. <laughs> but 
they 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 did they gave me cooked me a big meal of um kangaroo tails and at first i kind of thought oh you shouldn't have (laughs) you shouldn't have um i'd never eaten kangaroo before and I i was thinking about it you know well there's plenty of sort of other things around but for them this was it they they had all the kangaroo tail they had they'd given to me and even though they really love it so it was quite a special plate they'd served up for me and just when i started sort of thinking about what i um you know the the thought of what i was about to eat and things like that i had a quick thought that it would almost be pointless me trying to minister to these people tomorrow if i don't eat this plate tonight um because i feel like by me eating this plate i could probably connect better with them than being given the yeah the spotlight at them on the microphone so was it um so was it the, the kangaroo tails was it boiled um, was it boiled or fried on or? the fire okay yeah, wrapped in foil on the fire yeah um and look it wasn't that bad i think i think a big part of it's the thought um mm. But it's not, it's not every day where you say, oh, what for dinner? I'll wear a kangaroo tail. Yeah, you know, it's not, especially in it. Sydney. And then we had some uh, damper. Yes. Which is just some bread they, you know, cook, cook under under hot coals yep. in the ground. Um, and some sweet potato that were out of the ground. Oh, sweet potato. Yeah. Wow. So it was, it was quite, it was quite a big meal. But mm. yeah, so for me, that was something I, was, you know, I just thought, no, I, I want to connect with these people. And, yeah. And even though I knew them, I'm at their home and I want to connect with them and their their community and things like that. And so I did. I I, I ate the plate and just to sort of show them like, um, thank you, thanks for the plate. And and I think it really did. It really it really opened the door that they were more receptive to whatever the Lord had laid on my heart the next day. And and we did. We had a fantastic weekend. Like I, I'm really. Uh, I need to catch up with Pastor Stan about it, yeah. so I won't say too much. But I, I want to start praying about hoping to go visit them again Amen, sometime soon. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Awesome to hear, brother. Awesome to hear. So in Sanders, well, Jacob, um, scripture. Now, what is your favorite scripture? And uh, yeah, what is your favorite scripture, and why is it your favorite scripture? Well, I've got I've got a bunch of <laughs> of them. Oh, the more the merrier. But for me. It's um, the one that I always go to when I'm asked that question is from Exodus yep. um, 14, 13. And it's at this time where, you know, just prior to the crossing of the Red Sea, they're trapped, uh, the Israelites are, and, and Moses spoke unto the people. And this is what he says, Exodus 14, 13. Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Yep. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Mm. And the reason I just, I always think of that is because firstly, it's it's such a, well, what's going to happen scripture. But there there's no heart, worse place they could have been at the time. And... And Moses hadn't yet seen the sea part or anything yeah. like that, but it was just such a bold statement. Yeah, don't don't be afraid. Because you've you got the Red Sea there. Yeah, you got you got some of the top Egyptian soldiers yep. coming to kill you. Say, bro, where can we go? Yeah, they'd nowhere to go, and and so it's just such a faith promoting 
boldness prompting sort of scripture just fear not stand still mm. and watch the salvation of the lord and it's it's amazing when you say that the key would stand still yeah. right would we be standing still <laughs> we see you know that's the faith itself that's yeah. the, that's the test itself but like when moses would say stand still It'll be like if there was some Kiwis in that crowd, <laughs> say, bro, what are you talking about? We've got some, we've got some yeah, Egyptians out, chasing yeah. us out. Let's see the owl. Hey, come on, you told me not to make you laugh, man. <laughs> now you're trying to make me laugh. <laughs> but, nah. but no, I, I, so for me, that's probably uh, one of my favorite scriptures anyway, because it's just, it's just something that's always. I've always thought, man, God can really do anything. God can do anything. Amen, bro. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now that's wonderful, man. Wonderful scripture shared. All right. Let's now let's do a bit of an icebreaker here. Uh, yep. to, um, so I was doing this with most of the guests. Uh, since you were in your wonderful apartment here, mm. so we're at your table now doing this podcast. So there's three chairs. Yes. So if you take me out of it, there'll be three chairs. So I was going to call it guests who's coming to Jacob's house. Okay. Three chairs. Old or New Testament, which biblical characters you would choose to come to your house and why? Ooh, okay. Um, man. I, th- I think I'd invite Elisha. Yep, Elisha. Alright, cool. Just because he had one of the most unreal sort of ministries, the things that were happening through him and... It'd just be quite cool to hear the stories yeah. firsthand. See, um, I, I start thinking of people like Abraham and David because they're like so close to God, and mm. if, if God would bring them to His house, why wouldn't they would probably be on God's three seats, you know? So I should pick them too. But um, I also think Daniel. I might invite Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just. It's just my favourite book in the Bible. Yep. I've read it a lot. Yep. And, yeah, I, he's just somebody I, whenever I've been asked to speak or even just fellowship, mm. Daniel's somebody that always seems to come up in my conversation. Yep. Um, so Elisha, Daniel. And then I think, um, I think I'd probably like to invite John the Baptist. Oof. Looks and honey, yeah. you probably well, you probably enjoy the kangaroo tails as well. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. But I, um, yeah, I, I just think, as you know, the Bible says there's there's no greater prophet mm. than John the Baptist. Mm. So it'd be interesting to really see the way he is, and and I can imagine, or I can imagine, I'd probably get a quite a shock as to. His his tactics for outreach and things like that. <laughs> hey man, yeah. hey man, brother. Hey, you probably said, well, I went to Bible school. Bible school? So, shout out to all the proctors. Please don't take it the wrong way. Yeah. We really love Bible school. So, man, it's a wonderful. So, you've got Elisha here. So, you've got Elisha in one chair. You've got John the Baptist. And who's there? And you've got Daniel. Daniel. Good old Daniel. Wow. Daniel. Wonderful, wonderful fellowship. They'll be. Yeah, I yeah. think so. It's well, Daniel didn't eat much either, did he? No, he didn't. Yeah, probably did the Daniel fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so me and Elisha are gonna have to clean up. And the kangaroo tails. Yeah, the kangaroo tails. No, that's awesome, bro. But it's amazing, you know, with you sharing your story, Jacob, sharing your story. 
um, you know, people may wonder were there some times where it was very hard for you, was very challenging for you? Mm-hmm. Were there times where you know you were in the valley? You know, were there times where it's like can't do this no more? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, and that that's for me the times I think of when you ask that is those times where you just feel like you feel like you're walking every step according to what God sort of asked or according to His perfect will. Mm. You're hearing his voice often. You're, the things that are happening, you just know you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And then it almost feels like you get to a point you go, hang on, where's God gone? Mm. And then maybe some changes happen, like, like moving to Sydney, like meeting a partner and changing careers and things like that. And sometimes you just... For, for me, my valleys have been hang on, is this where God is or or have I done this on my own mm. accord mm. and sort of, and it's not where God's wanted me at all. But what I've found is that just by purely seeking God and walking in faith, we can't please God if we don't walk in faith. So if we continually seek Him and walk where we are in faith, um, then God, God will won't leave you in that valley and for, for me the each time I've sort of come back from out of those valleys is the Lord's always spoken to me and just told me that I'm, I'm with you I'm always with you amen um, and it's just sort of refreshing and but there you know with it that's without going into too much detail on it yeah um, but though for me those have been some of the valleys of just always wanting to be pleasing to God yeah and so just I guess I've always had a bit of a worry about making decisions that would lead me to not being pleasing to God, where mm. God would have rathered a different outcome or something mm. like that. And maybe a bit of self-torment or something through that. But for me, that's been my, my hardest challenges over over this time. And also just the, the challenges that other Christians face of losing your friends, mm. everyone cringing at you. Your family sort of there he is this guy again and yeah uh, things like that but well it's amazing because the classic there's a classic tf tenism you know the the you know this example of jesus and he had a, thousands of followers and then went down to thousands and hundreds and went down yeah. to the, you know 12 it's like yeah. and, the, and the, the moral of that was the closer you get to jesus you know yeah. the thinner your, your friends will become yeah because you know the friends of those you may have had in the past you know, they may no longer be in your future because yeah. you've developed more of your relationship with God on your top of your you know, top of your priorities yep. than where than where it was before. Yeah, but it's sure. amazing, it's good how you brought it out, Jacob. Yeah. But it's it as well, bro. Look, we're gonna we nearly have to to the end of this. Yep. Um what'll be to sum this up, yep. to sum this podcast, to sum this episode, episode one of season three, what'll be a word of encouragement you would give to someone right now or to anyone that has listened this far, what word of encouragement would you give to them? Especially with the life that you've gone through yep. till now, what well, what words or statement or paragraph, whatever it may be, you'd give? My main piece of advice I'd give to somebody, if I may break it into two. Yeah, go ahead, bro. The first piece of advice would be just do it every day get up even on those days we might not feel like it you might be tired you might even be sick Mm. Uh, you might be on holiday find a way to spend time with the lord that day Mm. we need to pray 
at least once a day. Daniel, David, all these people we read about, they prayed multiple times a day, three times a day. Sometimes David stayed up all night praying. And, mm. um, so find time every day to speak to the Lord in prayer, to let him speak to you and to spend time in his word. Uh, that would be my number one. My number one. Amen. My second yep. would be never, ever uh, come away from leadership. Mm. Always stay under your pastor. Amen. And always serve your pastor mm. to your full capability. Mm. Let him be involved in everything in your life. Let him know what's happening and just <coughs> and just serve your pastor. Amen. Um, don't always tell him what's happening. Pastor, I'm doing this or this, but ask him. Yeah. Uh, is it all right if I can? And because he has, to, he's our shepherd. Yeah. Um, you know, he, that's where our pastor is. So that'd be my second one. Never ever st- come away from submission. Submit to your pastor, and serve your pastor. And uh, I think with those two, you could. Yeah, that would be my my advice. Amen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Jacob, brother, thank you so much for this. Uh, for this opportunity, bro. Thank you so much for sharing your story for God's glory. It's amazing what, you know, some of the words of wisdom you've given, the nuggets you've dropped. Um, hopefully, in the world will be encouraging and will inspire, you know, the listeners to see that, you know, they're not alone in regard to their journey. They may have the same things that you've gone through. You've gone through and say, hey, you know, Jacob's still here doing, you know, doing his part of the kingdom. Then, you know, I'm probably not can go on as well. Yeah. But, uh well, I want to yeah. thank you for having me, bro. No worries, Thanks man. for inviting me. And uh, yeah, thank sorry, sorry. This might be the longest episode no, we've had yet. All or? goods, bro. All goods, man. But, I really enjoy. For me, I really enjoyed it because, yeah. and once again, as I said at the beginning, the first time I met you was in mirror. We just shook hands, yeah. and then <laughs> we'll just have our little conversations, you know. And now uh, we're you know, hearing your full story, you know, you know, in uh, in some, you know, especially tonight. It's just a, it's really an encouragement to see that, bro. To yeah. see. You know, way how far you've come and where you are now. You know, being used and going to the outback and you know doing your part in outreach and all that. It's awesome. It's an awesome testament. So, ladies and gentlemen, I do hope you've enjoyed this podcast for tonight. Remember, this is season three, so episode one. So, um, tune in to our future episodes throughout season three in the next coming weeks. And also on top of that, guys, please do not forget to subscribe or like the Everyday Apostolics uh, podcast. And remember, it's all it's available on all streaming platforms from Apple, Spotify, and any other media streaming platform you can think of. And once again, also a special shout-out to Reverend Greg Hackathon, uh, all the best brother on uh, Wednesday when you kick off the Hacker the Hacker podcast and the streaming service. Uh, you know, I believe will go very well, my brother. So looking forward to listening and also supporting another brother, especially in the UPCA um, and they're branching out in the um, in the podcasting arena. Um, it's awesome to see that, brother. But once again, Jacob, thank you. Thank you. Man. Listeners, take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. And see you next time on another day on Everyday Apostolics where the individual shares their story for God's glory. Take care. God bless. See ya.